Welcome to Rose Yoga Tapping into Heart Courage, the most radical and innovative podcast to inspire self-love. Candid conversations to change our minds and our body, honor our feelings, lean into beauty, and anchor heaven on earth. I'm your host, Varushka Normando, Master Emotional Freedom Technique Practitioner, Healing Artist, and Mindset Management Coach. Aloha and welcome to Rose Yoga Tapping into Heart Courage. And today I am with Zhuji, my new local friend and human design coach. Now, if you have not heard of human design, it is a system for uh, self-inquiry, self-knowledge that I found back in 2012, which very much informed kind of my, uh, my energy model of like my owner's manual of how to use energy and how I'm designed as a personality. And it was definitely a game changer for me. Um, those in the know, you know, kind of live by some certain new, uh, for lack of a better rules, um, which we'll get into. Um, but I really love Zhuzhi's vibe. She also has a Hungarian name like myself. And um, what I love about when I opened up her website, the first thing it says, how the fuck do you love yourself? And that so speaks to me because this podcast is about self-love and these um, different modalities or systems you know we have so many things that can speak to us and and help and assist us for a time but for me this is an incredible owner's manual that um, for a lot of us help refine how we make choices how we refine our energies and um so welcome Zhuji. would you like to share about a what you call yourself and what you offer and about what is human design. Those were just like my little interpretations. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I actually remember that we met because of human design. I was speaking to somebody about what I do and you uh, overheard the conversation and you said, oh my gosh, I love human design. It saved my life. And um, I feel the same way. <laughs> I know a lot of people who feel the same way. And um, yeah, you're correct. It is a system. Uh, the system is a synthesis of a lot of different esoteric and scientific knowledge, which includes the Chinese I Ching, the Hindu Brahmin chakra system, the Kabbalah, and then it also deals with Eastern and Western astrological mapping, genetics, um, astrophysics, and it's all combined to create this very, very, very detailed blueprint or owner's manual. Um, if you will, for how each and every single one of us is meant to make a decision. Because at its foundation, it is about a strategy for decision-making. 
um, a GPS, if you will, for what your decisions are here to feel like in your body. And then also because your decisions inform so much of what happens to you over your, the course of your life, you know, if you made a correct decision every single time, correct, you know, uh, correct for you, then you'd have the perfect life. Then everything that was meant for you would show up because the more you make decisions as yourself, the more you align to yourself, which aligns you to your fractal of geometry, which is sort of our destiny, if you will. And then once you align to your destiny, all of these things that are meant for you will just naturally show up. That's what human design says, is once you're aligning to yourself in this fractal, then all of these, your life will just be a lot less chaotic. It will be a lot less um, harsh. Um, all of these superfluous things will naturally fall away and you will meet a lot less resistance as you fly through time and space. So when you say like human design saved your life, I perceive that what you're saying is you just understand yourself better and can make more informed decisions. And then once you've made more and more informed decisions, you can start to really trust yourself. And I believe self-trust is the first step towards loving yourself. It's not necessarily confidence. I feel like we conflate those two things. You can be confident and not love yourself, but you can't love yourself if you don't trust fundamentally who you are. If you're trying to um, fit other people's expectations or um, if you're living your life based on these conditioning elements that you grew up with, you know, when somebody told you something about yourself as a child, it like stuck, you know, it got stuck in there somewhere. And the memories may not be fully conscious in you, but the way that you react to things in life are often the result of the things that people told you or, you know, emulating other people you perceive um, have it figured out. And that's the thing that we're here to really understand is that like nobody else can tell you what's correct. You are the only person who can truly know what's best for you. So even this idea of like taking advice is sort of, you know, antiquated according to human design because we are all just built so differently. Um, one of my favorite um, terms is that it's a permission engine. It's a permission engine to be who you are. So you're not you know, it doesn't put you in the box um, like a lot of other sort of modalities tend to. And if you feel boxed in by human design, um, that's more than likely your mind um, trying to limit what it says about you. You know, we all have our role to play in this lifetime. Um, we all have a, a purpose that we're here to live out. Um, and more than likely, you know, you've just gotten a little off track and this can kind of like help you collaborate. Cor collaborate? No. 
<laughs> um, pivot back <laughs> um, to, to really realign with what that is and with who you are. Beautiful. And so I'm curious, um, like you actively doing this work and sharing human design, how is that reflected in your design? A uh, wonderful question. Um, well, for one thing, I, I am, I am a community builder and a community leader. And so as much as I love doing human design one-on-one -on -one with people, what I really love is to share it in a group setting because I know that it's so valuable for um, us to hear other people's lived experiences. And because, uh, human design doesn't happen in a vacuum, you know, you can't, it, it's, it's everywhere. It, it's, it touches every part of your life. So to be in community with other people who are also in what we call your human design experiment, because you get your first reading, you get this huge amount of information, sort of like dumped on you, for lack of a better word, just explaining to your, you your like energetic uh, possibilities and like how you're here to move through the world. And then we say like, okay, go forth and experiment. See how this works for you, you know? Um, and I truly believe that the support of a community um, can really make all the difference when it comes to um, feeling seen, um, feeling like there is somebody rooting for you, because it doesn't really benefit society as a whole for us to be these individual unique beings. You know, it's not like you go out into the world and you're going to be like, oh, well, this is how I'm here to be now and like just accept it. And there's probably going to be a lot of resistance to that because you've always been this way and it may not have been correct for you. So when you start to realign, you know, other people might not be so psyched about it. So to have a group of people just, you know, cheering you on and, uh, you know, making sure that um, you have a safe space to talk about it. That's been a huge, huge part of my evolution with this system. And so I created this ecosystem for conscious women called the Beehive. It's B-E. Because <laughs> it's all about your being, right? So it's a, it's a space where we all come together and share and support and laugh and cry and you know just um commune with one another and just just to see each other and that's an ongoing group online correct yes and mm -hmm. do you do any kind of live things in there or what 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 is being offered I'm curious. 
<laughs> so the offer is that um, you, uh, as a member, you get access to all of my workshops. Um, because like I said, it's a very detailed system. And uh, even, even in your first reading, you can't get it all. You just can't. So um, these workshops help to peel away all of these different, very nuanced layers. Um, I release a new one each month. Um, so you can, it's like a self-paced study, really. You don't have to binge it. You can pick and choose what you want to learn about. It's really um, sort of this cornucopia of different types of information. Then we have a group chat that we're all in on Slack where there's all these different channels of different things that different topics to talk about. There's parenting, there's um, emotionality, there's all of these different um, subjects. So we all can um, ask questions and commune with one another and support one another and there's like fun channels too, where we just like share memes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and then there's a once a week live call where we have um, Q&A. We can break out into different groups and spend more one-on-one -on -one time together um, because for some people, one-on-one -on -one time is more correct. <laughs> um, and uh and yeah, I mean, it's a place where we share our stories. So sometimes it's light and fun. Sometimes it's a little bit heavier, but we're all, it's always something new. So I love, you know, that these women from all over the country, actually all over the world, are just getting to know each other. Um, and I'm really starting to introduce um, more uh, modalities to uh, the community that have also helped me because really human design is about deconditioning. I was talking about those deconditioning or those conditioning factors of like the way you were raised and the things that people said to you about who you are, like that builds up over time. And uh, human design helps sometimes shatter those layers of conditioning and uh, we say that it's about a seven year process if you're an adult meeting the system. Um, so you're past your seven year at this point, which, you know, um, is really just a time game, but the fact that it's come up over and over and over again for you over the years, like you've been conscious of this for over seven years, um, you know, over, the course of seven years, you experience a cellular transformation. So um, you, it, it's literally just a matter of time before every cell in your body knows what's correct for you. And there are times when that can be very confronting. <laughs> we don't call it a shattering for nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I feel like even just listening right now, I, there's like things happening, you know, because it's not really about the mind, but the information is just presented in a different way. That's why after all these years, I still have issues saying what it actually is. And I'm curious just for our listeners, um, like 
where does the soul or spirituality, do you feel like that it's even under that category, like the system? Like how do you, like Ra, the person who channeled this whole uh, system, um, he he's always like, love yourself. Just love yourself, you know, to tune into the sweetness of life. But he doesn't, you know, it's not like, uh, dogmatic as far as uh, meditate or do these practices. It's more about, you know, what they call following your strategy and your authority for your make and model, like what you're designed to do. And, you know, it's, it, you kind of have to learn the language to understand it. But for me, as a mental projector, everything is about rationalizing everything with my mind and being kind of a detective and an experimental um, mindset person um it's very i i really appreciate the language honestly even though i'm a super soul centered and spirituality is my middle name but <laughs> i like that it doesn't really fall into that category in a way is there something you can say about that and also how and why you found this in life. Sure. Well, you mentioned the mind earlier and what, um, what my teacher likes to say is like, it has to get, go through the mind to get into the body. So like, we can't cut out this middleman, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but Rod did also say that following your strategy and honoring your inner authority, meaning your decision-making process, spirituality can be a byproduct of that. So once you start to um, meet less resistance in this world, once you start to see actually how easeful things can be, you really start to appreciate this flow of life in a way that you may not have had the opportunity before because um, you were so busy, um, you know, feeling this frustration or this anger or this bitterness or this disappointment in life. And your mind just kept, you know, like running the show for lack of a better way to say it, um, that, you know, you, you couldn't even stop and, you know, savor all this incredible beauty that is around you, no matter where you are in the world. So there is something to be said for, you know, this being a spiritual practice, even though, Ra really shied away from the word spiritual um, because he didn't want to, I don't know, I'm not even going to speak for why he did that. It just wasn't his thing and that's okay. Um, but what I want to say about what makes this so powerful in terms of your soul is that human design has a lot of very powerful keynotes that, um, that have a certain vibrational frequency. And these keynotes with their vibration hit you at your core 
as you're hearing all of these things about yourself. And that's why for me, when I was hearing all of this stuff for the very first time, these keynotes were just like coursing through me in a way that I just couldn't put into words, probably still can't. But what they did was they helped me to really experience in my body what I was hearing. I was mentally trying to process it, but like I didn't have to because my soul was doing all the, it was, sorry. <laughs> this alarm goes off at noon every day. I forgot about it. Um, but it was speaking directly to my soul. And what human design says is that we have two crystals of consciousness within us and your personality crystal is eternal. It is, it will, it started at the beginning of time. It will be here till the end of time. Your personality has always been there and it, it arrived the moment of your birth. It was always who you were in this lifetime and you just lost sight of what that was you know you just lost sight of you so this is just a return back to who you were always meant to be but sort of lost track of because of so many different factors like one of my best friends is a twin and because this is based on your date, time, and place of birth, um, you know, they're only a few seconds apart being born at the same place at the same time from the same mother. They're very, very different people, very different people. They're technically uh, identical twins, but they don't even really look alike to me you know, because they just had two completely experiences of life. There's no, there's no, there's no accounting for that. You know, it's like somebody said one thing to one of them and another thing to another, completely different conditioning, completely different interpretations, completely different people. So even though it seems like they would end up being super similar. It makes sense that they weren't. And so even that proves further down that we are all such, you, like nobody has the same, you know, fingerprint as you. We are so, 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 so unique as individual beings that to try and, you know, fit into the mold of what, this world has been trying to get you to be or how to be is just, you know, it's, it's very painful in a lot of ways, you know, and that's why letting go of it can be painful because you see how much you've sabotaged your own life. You know, this isn't about shouldering the, you know, blame for all of it. It's, you know, taking responsibility for your role that you've played in your own life 
And then forgiving yourself, you know? A client of mine wrote that to me recently. She was like, you taught me how to forgive myself, which is a person that is very frequently left off the apology tour, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. In my work, you know, with emotional freedom technique, it's all about love and acceptance. Sometimes people just don't, it's foreign for them even to say, I love myself, even if I have this fear or anger or sadness, like they still have a judgment. Um, but then, then they can say, well, I'm still a good person. And most, you know, and that's what you would do with a kid, you know, if, it, if you're tapping with a child. Um, but I find like the last frontier between forgiving yourself, I mean, accepting yourself, loving yourself, having compassion for yourself is self-forgiveness. And it's the last thing, because even if people have forgiven whatever perpetrator had contributed to their situation, they still judge themselves or hold themselves responsible for having, you know, not been able to deal with it or putting themselves in the situation in the first place. And and it can take time, you know, it has its own timeline, but just even the concept is really powerful. And it really is to me what I found sitting where I sit. And even with my own process is like, not until I can forgive myself is that situation resolved. But it's not even something that we're taught to even consider, right? And that's why it keeps those issues alive because it's not even like on the table. <laughs> so yeah, I could, it, it creates fundamental changes. So how did, well, go ahead. Well, I just want to say, you know, I find that tapping EFT is just such an incredible modality. Like it's helped me so much in my life and just, even the last um, workshop that I went to with you, um, it helps you to uncover things that are like buried very deep in your subconscious, you know, like this is, it surprises me every single time what I uncover, you know, and, and it surprises me what bubbles up for me through this deconditioning process with human design, which is also being aided by these other, perhaps more like physically based things like breath work and um, sound healing and EFT and Kundalini and things like that, because yeah, we hold these memories in the water in our cells, like, it needs to come out one way or another. A lot of the times it's tears. Sometimes it's sweating. Sometimes it's breath. You know, sometimes it's the lymphatic system that needs to be drained. But like human design is a beautiful intellectual way to see all of these things. And what I don't see a whole lot of in this community is this, the physical support on the other side, the somatic support of this deconditioning process. And again, that is why I created this community because it's an all encompassing thing. This is your life, you know, like you can't just 
it it can't just sit here on the shelf with like all these other things. It's like this is who you are. Yeah. And you you also have hold that space for all types because mm. there are four different types. You're not just focusing on one different type. You're just bringing in the whole conversation, which I think is really unique and powerful mm. just to offer that container. And can you share how human design found you and why it was so life-changing and what brought you to this in the first place? Sure. So um I was sort of at the tail end of my Saturn return, um, which for my particular profile is particularly bumpy. Uh, the Saturn return around 30 is like pretty precarious for all beings, but especially for um, the role model profile, which is what I am in human design. It, um, it was a lot of upheaval. It was a lot of clearing out. And I had sort of surrendered at that point because I had just been like white knuckling my way through life for so long that I just, I was in the middle of a surrender when um, I was asked to manage this health and wellness space and like, I wasn't even really taking it very seriously, to be honest with you. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come help you, whatever. And there was like all manner of spiritual people in and out of the space. I never really took it seriously. Um, you know, I was just head down, do doing my thing. And uh, it was like the coconut on the head. Um, um, a man walked in and started talking to one of my colleagues and, you know, sort of reminding her about some things that he had shared and they were really spot on, like really, really spot on. Cause I was very confused about what I was seeing with her in terms of her reaction to things. And when he left, I asked her, I what was that? Who was that? And he said, oh, you know, his name is Steven. He does this thing called human design. And I was very excited about it. I asked her if he would be back and she's like, oh yeah, he's around. So the next time he came in, which was probably like the next day, I grabbed him and asked him about it. And he asked if I knew my time of birth, which I did. So he created my chart and started telling me about it. And he was sharing specifically with me about this aspect of my chart, wherein I feel other people's emotions. Um, you and I have this in common. It's, you know, pretty empathic in a lot of ways. Um, but that emotions don't belong to us. We are simply a filter for emotionality. And I said to him, you know, that's so interesting because my mom used to ask me about my emotions all the time. And I had a really hard time identifying my emotions. And then he goes, well, does your mom know what time she was born? And I said, yes. So he made her chart and it wasn't until I was hearing about her and our relationship that I really got how powerful the system was. 
You know, it wasn't until I could see our relationship just laid out in front of me, the relationship that I consider to be the most important I've ever had, you know, um, it, it was kind of a roller coaster there for a while. Um, but when he was explaining it to me, it was just so deeply transformative that I was like, I just, I have to devour this. I don't know how, I don't know why I don't, I just like, I have no explanation for why this is so important. I just know that it is. And when he was finished about two and a half hours later, I hadn't like moved. I hadn't taken a sip of water. I was just like completely transfixed on everything he was saying. And he said to me, I don't know if this makes any sense to you, but I think I've been waiting for a chart like this for 10 years. Do you want to work with me? And I had no idea at the time what he was talking about, but just like my whole body said, yes. And so from then on, I was his student and I helped him create all of these different templates and basically helped him build his business in exchange as like a, you know, like a work trade thing for learning human design. And he had been an original student of Ra Uruhu um, for 11 years. So his proximity to this system is very rare because, you know, a lot of those students are now on the other side and um, he was one of the youngest. So it's, it was a very unique experience in terms of my own path. Um, but so I learned everything through him and through listening to lectures and books and creating. Um, I learn a lot by doing that's also on my chart. So I created all of these workshops and slides and all of this stuff. And eventually it came time for me to start my own practice. And what I find I like to focus on the most aside from this group learning and this community is relationships because I got so much out of even my first reading in relation to other people. As you start to see how different everybody is so acutely through understanding just the difference between yourself and your family or the difference between you and your partner. And then you can stop taking things so personally. And that, that is such potent medicine. I mean, to, to walk through this life without feeling like you have to take other people's actions personally, like that's a superpower. <laughs> it truly is. It's no joke. Yeah. It's like the four agreements is, is one of my sort of go-to and it's, it's the hardest thing, especially through, through my lens, everything is personal. I'm a triple Leo. Everything's about me. How do you not make it personal? But it's such an intense practice, but, and so freeing. If you really, really manage to get to the eagle eye view of any situation and 
who we all are based on our own trajectory and lens that we're seeing through to really have that humility to slow down and mm. rearrange your response, you know? Um, mm. So can you give an example of like a before and after of your experience with human design for in your own life? Well, I just, I also just want to add that since that initial reading, like my life has taken a complete turn. Like I, it wasn't an overnight thing. Nothing is overnight. It doesn't like, I just, I don't believe in overnight. You know, I believe in slow, methodical, well, uh, well, uh, rendered, you know, steps to creating the ideal life. But when I had met human design, um, I was living in New York city. I was married. Um, my business had, I had been an own, the owner of a salon. My business had just kind of imploded. Um, and so since then, I, uh, since I met human design, I got divorced. Um, I declared bankruptcy. Um, I left New York city. I created a whole new life in Northern California. Um, I started my practice. Uh, I got remarried. <laughs> so like, and, and, and it was all really unexpected because, you know, you can't, there is no such, this isn't a vending machine. You don't like tell you want, and then it just gives it to you. <laughs> you know, it's like human design will show you who you are. And then one decision after another, after another, things will start to shift. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be this incredible, like turning life on its head, like I did. But I can see looking back why I made the decisions I made about where to live and who to be in a relationship with and what my um, priorities were and how those priorities all stemmed from my mind based on my perception of what I wanted the end result of my life to be. Not to enjoy the process in any way, but to, um, to get there wherever my perception of there was. And what I learned specifically about my chart is that I am here to surrender to the flow without any expectation. Now, like, talk about a challenge, you know, like talk about uh, what I have all this energy, I need to get this energy out, I need to like, do this and this and this and this and like, let's go. And to say, no, 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 no. <laughs> you are making all of these decisions based on what you perceive you want this end resolve to be. So you need to let go of that steering wheel and sit back and let it flow. And once I did that, things really did just flow. Did my, was my mind always happy about it? 
no, it still isn't. That's the hilarious thing is we think that if we do this thing, then our mind will finally start being nicer to us. Probably never going to happen, you know, but maybe it won't be so loud. <laughs> exactly. Right. Just to be able to catch it. And, and it, and it, that's like the echoes of the conditioning that may never go away. It's its job to echo that what it thought it knew or comparing to societies right um, but that alone is is fundamental to be in the enjoying the process part and knowing that you're exactly in the right place at the right time which i feel like this information really does assist in you know i just think it's so amazing that you created the beehive because i know that i sure could have used it in my process, I felt very alone. And, and like, I never even made friends. And um, I only had some Facebook communities, but it was felt very isolating and alienating. And then to do this on your own without having a community to kind of soundboard from, uh, it's been lonely, but yet my body graph kept reflecting to me, well, this is who you are. This is how your energy is. So it was a lifesaver in that way because it was so confirming mm -hmm. and for me to take things less personally. And um, so I understand that one of your passions is about breaking this down for relationships. What can you share about that with us? Mm. So obviously everything, all roads lead back to you, right? In human design, like it's really about your own mechanics because that's what this is. It's aura mechanics, but there is a way to look at your connection to other people by overlaying two charts on top of each other and seeing how you energetically connect to other people. Because when when we're talking about this map, this chart, it is the map of your electromagnetic field of influence. And when somebody steps into this field of influence, steps into your auric field, you're having an auric conversation without saying any words, right? Like your energy is meeting this other person's energy. You know, you're vibing, if you want to put it that way. And you know, these people tend to, not tend to, people imprint on us, right? It takes seven years to lose somebody's signature once you've been imprinted on. So even just hearing the sound of their voice or seeing a picture of them can like create a physical sensation in your body of who this person is to you based on these electromagnetic connections that you form with them. And when we talk about electromagnetics, we're talking about the sparks between two people. So when it comes to the world of romantic love, this is usually where the chemistry is between two people. And it can be almost blinding in a way because we all want what we don't have in our own charts. 
So we're out there like, gimme, 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 gimme. And we tend to link up with people who create these connections for us. That's why you can meet somebody who is absolutely like, you know, beautiful and checks all the boxes and all of that stuff and be like, meh, whatever. And then you can meet somebody who like checks none of the boxes and you never thought you'd be attracted to them. But all of a sudden you're just like, like totally magnetized to this other person. And it's because we are sharing all of this information on a cellular level that your mind can't understand. But this is where things start to feel even more personal. And once you have established being in a relationship with somebody else, it becomes very hard to see beyond these electromagnetics. And that's when you start taking things very personally, because they may be triggering things in you that have nothing to do with them or their stuff, but we're you know, interpreting it through the lens of our chart that's different than theirs, the lens of our conditioning, which is different than theirs. And communication starts to really break down at this point. So I sort of help people in relationships see each other for who, like, we're separating out. This is you, this is them, this is you together. And this is the best way for you to cooperate in a way that works for both of you. So one of three things can happen. You can have this epiphany about, oh my gosh, this person isn't doing this on purpose or that on purpose to hurt me or to spite me or whatever. This is just who they are which is such a relief when you don't have to take it personally, that this is who they are. You know, when I found out that my first husband had a much slower process than me, it was such an amazing shift in perspective of he's not doing this to drive me crazy. I really thought that I, coming from a place of we're all the same, you know, I really thought that he could have a faster process if he just wanted to. And then to see, nope, that is not who he is and it never will be, was a huge weight off. And it allowed much more time and space to honor, to be patient, to be kind. And so even though ultimately, uh, the relationship didn't work out. We didn't part on bad terms. We didn't part angry with one another. It was simply an understanding that, first of all, I committed to that relationship before my Saturn return, before I went through this enormous shift. And I could forgive myself for why I committed to a relationship that I wasn't really ready to be in. You know, so first you start to see your partner for who they are, then you stop taking it personally, and then you can even start to really appreciate 
how different they are than you, how they bring something totally different to the table than you do. Because technically opposites attract, you know? So what initially attract can also repel and we kind of bring it back to the attraction principle. But if you can't get there, then there's a lot less blame and shame and finger pointing and both parties can accept like, okay, we, we had this beautiful time together and now we can consciously dissolve this relationship without all of the nastiness that we're used to, which is really stemming from this place of, you know, being hurt and perceiving that it's a failure on our part in some way. And then the layer of shame and, you know, blame and all of that stuff that, that just, it's heartbreaking to me. I feel like we, we all should find the appreciation or can find the appreciation for what we had without feeling like it has to be anybody's fault. Yeah, agreed. And that's true maturity and that's true showing curiosity instead of, um, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater and stamping it. Oh, my worst experience. And they did this. And but really, no, that wasn't always the case. Like this is someone you loved. And so bringing back into balance in your mind and your psyche and your heart that the true acknowledgement and that's so important to really take that responsibility really appreciate that um i want to honor our time and i want to see um to get a reading with you what do people expect like what what does a reading with you look like sure so the introduction to human design is called a foundation reading. And it's because it's really setting the stage for who you are. Um, and it involves uh, learning about what we call the four views of human design. So your strategy for decision-making, which is based on your particular aura type. Like you said, there are four aura types. There's generators, there's projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. So you are one of these four aura types, and there is a unique strategy associated with each one of these. Then we cover what we call your internal GPS mechanism, which is your inner authority, because we say that your mind is an outer authority. It's for learning and sharing and communicating with others, but we're using it for both purposes, both an outer and an inner authority. But we all have this inner compass that has been trying probably to get our attention for a long time, but um, we haven't really been given the tools to pay attention. So this is really what this is about, is giving you the opportunity to see where your decisions are here to come from and what do you do to check in with yourself in terms of the correctness of these decisions. 
Then we talk about, so that's two views. The third view is your definition, which is how you connect to yourself in your chart. How are all of these different areas, these energetic centers connected to one another? And then finally, we talk about your profile, which is the road you travel on in life. It's a way to really see um, if the decisions you're making are correct in terms of are you on the correct path? So these are really the things that I cover. Uh, in the foundation reading. And I also like to give you a little insight about what your primary dilemmas are, what could be standing in the way of your fully expressed self based on the openness in the chart. Because when you look at your chart, you can see that part of it is colored in. That's consistently who you are. And part of it is white, which is open. And that's where you filter the world around you. Again, it's how you filter the people that come through your aura. It's how you're filtering the transits that we are experiencing. And like you particularly, Varushka, you have a lot of openness in your chart. So there's a lot that you are filtering. And your mind's interpretation of that filtering is um, a big part of what we call your not self. It's not wrong or bad. It's just not you. But your mind interprets it as you. And it's also trying to compensate mentally for these supposed deficiencies of this filtration system. So this is where you're really here to be wise. This openness is where you're here to have this deep wisdom, but it's not where your decisions are here to come from. So to separate these two things, to give you some insight as to where your decisions have been coming from all this time, um, instead of where they're meant to come from, uh, gives you a really great springboard for this you know, experiment to check in with yourself of like, am I using my GPS or is my mind filtering this openness? Mm -hmm. And that's one step at a time. And what I love so much about this modern era is that all of the um, readings are recorded just like this. So it, you have it to refer back to forever. It never changes. Your chart never changes. So it's so valuable to be able to check back in with the, with the initial reading and just, you know, review the basics as often as you can, just so that you have it, you know? So it's, you know, you don't get that message <laughs> all the time in life. Yeah, my, um, one of my analysts, she said to print out your body graph chart and hang it by your bed that it's the first thing you see that it just starts working on you unconsciously mm. subconsciously and i did i did experiment with that mm -hmm. um it's interesting and i like that it is called an experiment um yeah so basically it's not location specific you can work with people over zoom I'm sure over the phone. And do you offer any type of coaching with people too? Yes. Um, so I just want to say that actually I, 
I really prefer Zoom and that is not because I don't love being with people, but there is something to be said for your auric integrity, right? Because when you are sitting alone in your own aura, there's nobody conditioning the way that you're receiving anything. And I think everybody deserves to have the opportunity to be as clean as possible as they're receiving this very powerful, potent medicine. And that's why there's something to be said for just the, the calmness of this kind of interaction. Um, and I do believe that your foundation reading can be life-changing and completely transformative. But like I said, there are a lot of moving parts and a lot of layers, including, you know, ideal sleep patterns, ideal nutritional information, your environment, your psychology, um, then digging into the relationships. Like I said, seeing the charts of who raised you and seeing the um, partnerships that you've been in and and getting to understand those things. So there, it's a bottomless source of wisdom. And that's why I love giving people the opportunity to not just um, have this one-off session, but to continue their learning. Um, I do offer coaching packages and then I offer a mentorship, which is a six month, multi-session a month, mentorship where people can come and interact with this very regularly and, you know, peel back this really um, powerful onion, if you will, to, to really like get a core understanding of themselves and others um, to really be able to take that and, and uh, like six months is a really transformative you know, portals. So that's what I love to do more than anything. Honestly, I love, I love a deep commitment like that, you know, and I feel when somebody is that committed, I give even more energy, you know, I could see that it would be incredibly transforming. And, you know, you're very passionate and clear about the system and the way you stand for it. I really appreciate um, the way you model it and the way you share it. And also please follow Juji on Instagram because you share a lot of wonderful live videos and a lot of content that's really helpful that you don't even need to know about human design to benefit. So I will be putting Juji Evans's information in the show notes. So please contact her and follow her. And uh, you want to just throw out verbally your, your Instagram? Sure. Um, so it's at HD by Z and my website is at HD by Z.com. And if there is anything that you want to ask me, don't be shy. I love responding. So you can email me at hello at HD by Z.com, or you can even just DM me on Instagram. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's where I interact with most people. So it's a really great entree. Beautiful. Well, I look forward to having some sub conversations in the future. Thank you so much for your time. 
And yeah, go follow Juji on Instagram. It will be beneficial. So thank you for shedding some light and especially with your flavor in it. It makes a difference who the channel is, who's presenting it. And I really appreciate your voice. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me here. And just thank you for being you, Varushka. I really have very much enjoyed our collaborations and I'm sure there will be plenty more in the future. Aloha. Hey